0: wave of 2020 and by that i mean the two tropical storms probably gonna be hurricanes by the time they reach us
1: (laughs) well jay uh gotta say sitting at about a two right now and probably the two is because i have two water jugs sitting in my trunk right now
0: a strong two man like just when you thought it was safe to go out and buy some toilet paper (laughs) it's it's gonna get all taken again all the canned stuff and it sucks because i gotta be honest dude like, I would have been ready for a hurricane in March. I would have been okay in April or May, dude. But I have, I have consumed all of the coronavirus food that we stocked up on. <laughs> We've been drinking through the water slowly without a care in the world. And now we get the lovely South Florida hurricanes coming. And it's just... Um, just a lovely year. I honestly feel like we skipped over the horner, uh, murder hornets a bit. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They I don't missed, know. They, uh, and now we're living in hurricane times. Yeah,
1: they they pop their ugly head up, but I think we beat them back down probably by the other killer virus we have going around here. Yeah, they probably
0: popped up and we're like, nah, never mind. We're, <laughs> we're Gucci. We're we're going back to to Africa. Like, we're, we're good. Be, be, be good, people. What
1: was funny, I was browsing around, surfing the internet. I actually saw a picture pop up, and it was like, Control-Alt-2020. Like, Control-Alt-2020. Like, yeah, just,
0: <laughs> just end it. Just end it already. Once the African killer hornets are making their way over, I don't know what else to expect, but But, um Anyway, welcome everyone to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George. We appreciate you guys joining us today. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at InnerMiamiPodcast.com. We do have a website. All the episodes are up there. You can see a picture of Alex if you want to. And that's InnerMiamiPodcast.com. And send us an email to our correct email, because I'm the only one that can relay this information, apparently. It is Jay and Alex at Inner Miami podcast com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. How are you doing um, outside the everyone freaking out about hurricanes down here now?
1: Uh, doing great. Doing better now that we're ripping this podcast together. Pretty thrilled for everyone to join us. Excited for today's show. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and tell your friends. Go ahead and say, hey, you check out the Miami podcast. No, I haven't. Oh, we'll go check them out. If you haven't done so already and feel so inclined to knowing that Jay and myself do appreciate it go ahead and give us five stars on Apple podcast I know a few of you did this last weekend big time shout out to those of you who have uh really really appreciate it uh if you do have 30 seconds two seconds 60 seconds however long we'd appreciate it
0: yes we we do appreciate that we listen to or read all the comments rather not listen but uh yeah if you've got time Go ahead and leave us a uh a nice little comment if you can anyway wanted to uh just kind of briefly talk about where we are so far um obviously you know out of the mls is back tournament uh there are you know tentative plans in place nothing has been finalized so we are waiting to hear more details but it looks like uh at once the mls is back tournament concludes uh at august 11th um we're gonna get back into the regular season it's gonna be a little shorter than the previous years, obviously, due to the coronavirus situation. But the plan consists of teams playing 18 regular season matches. This is going to consist of nine at home and nine uh, on the road, nine away matches. Uh, That's going to be in their home markets between August 22nd and November 8th. Um, Now, the regular season will be split into two phases, actually. So with teams playing six games between August 22nd and September 13th, That's phase one. And then phase two would be the remaining 12 matches between August 16th and November 8th. Again, phase two. Uh, It seems like the games will be played at Lockhart. There um, might even be a chance for, you know, reduced capacity, but maybe there's a chance that some fans could somehow work out being in that stadium. Six feet apart, social distancing, being responsible but we'll see. Will we actually get our home opener with some fans present, or are we just going to all watch the home opener on our couch eating a uh, bag of Cool Ranch Doritos? Who knows.
1: Well, regardless, if we have football back on the on the pitch on the television, doesn't matter where, we'll be happy. But that's actually funny. Like, how, if you were one of those fans, how would you be able to order any concession foods like at the game?
0: I would imagine so. I mean, just I mean, you can go to any restaurant and order food, right? I think it's just going to be a, a capacity thing because obviously you, they can't use all the seats. I mean, you've seen this kind of take place in um, in some of the other games uh, where there's definitely people there, but they are, they're very spaced out. Now, are those fans, are those part of the team or front office, back office, whatever? I don't know. We'll see, you know, kind of what happens, but that's the, the current uh, update, I guess, if you will call it, but we will know more details, you know, as the MLS is back, tournament concludes. And speaking of that, Uh, you know, some interesting things to talk about. I've honestly enjoyed watching the games through and through from group stage to the knockout rounds sucks. We're not in it, but you know, uh, we'll be there next, I don't know, pandemic tournament. Um, uh, what are your, your thoughts so far on this tournament, man?
1: Uh, thoughts on the tournament are great thoughts on the potential concession stands at the games. Not so great, but the tournament has been awesome. Um, some good games. Some yeah, good there's goals. there's been one unfortunate detail that has been left out, and that is the fact that we're not in it. But the 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 rest well, of the we're fu-
0: practicing, bud. We're taking the time to practice and get
1: better. You know, you know, we all striving Silver to get lines. better. We are all striving to be get better. But you know, to bring everybody up to speed on where the MLS is back as tournament is currently, we are recording this podcast on Friday, releasing it on Saturday. Friday being July thirty first. 2020. But to bring everybody up to speed, we had Philadelphia play last night. They were from our group as well as quite a few other of these names, but they took down Sporting KC 3 to 1. They three in the first half. 3 in the first half. I actually think all four goals were in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were. Yeah. yeah, it was great I mean, great game. Um Philly definitely a uh, opponent to be be a bit feared here kind of going down the stretch a little bit. But moving on, we have NY CFC versus Portland. That game's going down on August 1st at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so gonna have to stay up late for that one. On July 31st, which is today, tonight, it's Orlando versus LAFC. I know that's your pick to to win it all, Jay. We'll get into our selection a little bit later, but that game's going on at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, so probably by the time you are listening to this, LAFC will have smoked Orlando by now. But, (laughs) moving on to our final game, August first at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, San Jose versus Minnesota to round us off for the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah, so um, oh god, I guess before we get into the picks, uh, there's some teams that have just been playing out of their minds, which is which is awesome to see. Um, I, I did want to just kind of highlight real quick that there is a, a major silver lining here, right? Is unfortunately we were knocked out uh, in the group stages, but the awesome thing is. All group A teams, so we're talking about Philadelphia, Orlando City, and NYCFC, won their first games of the knockout rounds. Now Philadelphia is already in the semifinal. We'll find out what happens with Orlando tonight, NYC, um, a day later. So, honestly, it's, it sucks that we're not in this tournament anymore, but it does make me feel better that every single team won their first knockout game. Were we the group of death? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, all these teams are playing well, and they've moved on and, and beat their competition you know, so far. And who knows? I mean, honestly, LAFC could just have one bad game and, and Orlando be on for them to knock them out. And, I mean, there is still a chance, albeit a little bit of a kind of you know, medium to long shot, where Philadelphia, Orlando, and NYCFC are all in the semifinals, and that's going to feel a lot better because maybe we're not nearly as bad as we think. The competition has just been very well-oiled, Uh, teams that have played together for years, you know, and we're coming in there as a new team.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's very, very, very good point. And we talked about this on the last podcast that, you know, we have played top talent even before the tournament, right? To your point, Every team in that we've lost to in the MLS is back tournament has moved to the second round outside of the group stage. And, you know, even prior to that, right, you know, we had DC United, we had LAFC, and those are pretty big powerhouse teams in the MLS. So, you know, and even further to that point, we it's not like we've been blown out, right? You know, we haven't we've been... lost by
0: one goal every game. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've only been able to score one goal, so it'll be interesting whatever game that is where we can score two goals. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy that it's, you could say the worst team that we lost to is DC United who made the playoffs last year. I mean, they're a perennial good team. You know, we haven't lost to a horrible team, honestly.
1: No, we haven't. We we haven't at all. And I mean, I know people have been, you know, kind of grinding a little bit. And honestly, we have a little bit too, but Orlando's another team that is playing pretty well. And we'll see tonight if they're able to take down a powerhouse in LAFC. But you know, the, the the football on the pitch has been fantastic. So I hope that, when if you're listening to this podcast, that you are staying with the MLS's back tournament because the games have been pretty fun to watch. And I think that the whole organization has done, honestly, a pretty good job keeping everything pretty safe. There's really been no kind of disruption to the tournament thus far. Or, I mean, post, you know, obviously everything that happened with Nashville – and, you know, at the beginning of season, uh, at the beginning of the tournament, but everything after that has been running pretty smoothly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at like FC Dallas Nashville pulling out of the tournament, yep. right? I mean, kind of just jumping ahead a little bit, cause this was honestly a great segue is as far as like COVID testing goes inner Miami only had one player test positive throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing. And they're, they've issued like literally hundreds and hundreds of tests. It's insane. So, I mean, you know, they'll catch it and, and isolate players ASAP. Um, you know, and I, I would honestly kind of be hesitant, a little hesitant about sharing this, but because he shared it on his Instagram, we'll go ahead and say it, like Christian McCune uh, announced Tuesday via his Instagram that he was the inner miami player who tested positive for COVID-19 in mid-June. And he went through the isolation protocol. He didn't make uh, an appearance, but he was still with the team. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, like it's crazy because it's every day you see, you know, new players testing positive. And this isn't just MLS, but, you know, also the NBA and then you're getting into the situation with the NCAA as far as football and the NFL goes where players are even starting to sit out the season. So for us to kind of really um, follow the protocols and make sure we're doing everything we can and only having one player test, I think that's a great outlook.
1: I absolutely think so too. I mean, you know, although it was one player and, you know, there were some teams who didn't have any cases of COVID to get away, you know, from Orlando and only have one case. And, you know, again, it, it, there, there, there weren't many cases in – the mls that were notified so i thought overall the entire production of the mls back tournament has been fantastic i've really enjoyed the amount of reach and audience that it's been able to capture i think that you know, to what we talked about a few podcasts ago is that we had the main stage and, you know, as of last night, the Lakers took on the Clippers, which I'd like to say the LA Lakers did take down the Clippers there, but the NBA is now back, but the MLS did have a window of about three to four weeks that really, we were the most watched sport, you know, in America at least, but potentially even going across borders.
0: Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, it's honestly crazy to think about, right? You want to be able to put this sport on a on a on a pedestal and have everyone watch it. Um, you know, ab- absolutely phenomenal. And um, it, it was interesting because a lot of people I saw, you know, on replying to the actual MLS post when they're talking about the MLS is Back tournament and. This was, a, you know, anywhere from a week out of the tournament on up to when the tournament started, and there were so many people commenting like, "Oh, they're all going to get COVID. This is such a dumb idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you guys are are horrible for putting the players into this this risk and and whatnot." And to see such a minimal amount of tests come back positive, um, and then being handled the correct way right off the bat uh, in isolating these players. And then some of them even returning to their teams, I mean, says a lot about the MLS and, and, you know, how serious they took the protocols and making sure that they were doing this as safe as possible. And honestly, now those people that were kind of making those little sly comments really have nothing to say, because look, we are able to have sports. We're responsible and we do it in the right way. And here are the results we had. And while there were some positive tests, I think that's expected anywhere, uh, nowadays, but I mean, to be able to to continue to do a whole tournament, man, it's just, I mean, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Big shout out Walt Disney. Can we get a shout out Walt Disney, Jay? Like, Shout out to to
0: Mr. Walt, wherever you are cryogenically frozen (laughs) and waiting for technology to be able to reanimate you. We look forward to you, to you coming back, buddy. Just wait till you see the whole Pandora attraction. It's really going to blow your mind, Walt, I promise you.
1: Yeah, but great, great job all the way around to the whole MLS's family. We're excited about the finishing finishing touches. As Jay said, the finale, I believe, is on August 11th. So we have a couple more matches to play between then. But Jay, I got to ask you, you know, I, I might have even spoiled your thunder a little bit earlier. But who who you taking in this? This yeah. championship, bud.
0: So we got games tonight, tomorrow, the night of that. Then we're yep. gonna take a few day break, and then get into the semifinals, and followed by another few day break before we get to the finals. Uh, right now, I mean, it seems like the clear and obvious choice to be LAFC. I honestly picked them for the MLS Cup last year. If you listen mm-hmm. to you know our podcast from from day one, um, you know they they lost to Seattle and they came out and beat Seattle. I want to say three one or four one, something like that. Um, you know, kind of making a statement that they're still the the best team in the West uh they're scary man Bradley Wright Phillips is still coming in and balling out even in his age um they're ripping goals left and right and all of this without Carlos Vela which is the scariest idea of all of this because once he comes back that team is going to be absolutely stacked I think some investigation should be launched into how they have so many good players in the salary cap I'm just kidding don't do that but um I think they're the obvious choice, but honestly, dude, like after watching San Jose, they've been playing really well and really are refusing to lose. And even Portland uh, is playing out of their minds right now. So all I know is it's going to be some good football coming up here, man, and it's going to be fun to watch starting off with a banger tonight against Orlando City. Mm they played great, but they're going up against LAFC. We'll see what happens. If I had to pick right now, number one would be LAFC, but if they get knocked off, those are my other two choices.
1: Well, Diego Rossi Leading the league right now in goals with seven. Yeah, wow. I'm seven sure. right now. So team stack. Man. The whole team stack, man. And I mean, you know, obviously once you know Vela rejoins the squad, that team's going to be pretty stacked. So yeah. honestly, maybe we should launch an investigation. But <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't want to be those guys. But, you know, I'm just saying, there's a lot of talent. And I don't know how they're getting it all.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> not even going to touch that. But, you know, regardless, it's going to be some good football played. Please continue to stay with the MLS. Um, you know, I think the LAFC choice is probably the obvious one, probably the Vegas leader, if I would imagine. I have actually stayed away from the books, Jay, believe it or not, man.
0: Good, because uh, if you're betting on Inter-Miami, you've been losing some money.
1: <laughs> Recognize how I haven't talked about that since the first game really <laughs> against Orlando. but um, But, no. I think uh, LAFC is a good choice. Portland, you know, has been playing dynamite, playing against LA uh, or, I'm sorry, NYCFC on August 1st. But honestly, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a dark horse. Uh, they are from our group. They we have played them twice, but I think the Philadelphia Union are, are are pretty formidable opponent, man. Sporting KC has been playing pretty lights out since the tournament has started, or even since the season has started. And the one player that I would say that everybody needs to, 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 to pay attention to is really Sergio Santos. I think he has played out of his mind. I think he put two balls in the back of the net in their last game, I want to say, against Kansas City. But I think he's playing absolutely great, and I think that team is on a roll right now. But we will see how the whole tournament unfolds.
0: They, they really are on a roll. Uh, and, yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting because, honestly, every game has been really great. Um, and now, you know, after following the, uh, the tournament, you know, we've watched these teams, so we really have seen the abilities of these teams. So It'll be fun to see them, you know, clash. And I'm, I'm really hoping that since it was really the only sport being aired in America for a good three weeks, uh, I'm really hoping that more and more people who aren't necessarily quote unquote soccer slash football fans have been paying attention or are kind of starting to now get into mm-hmm. it because tournaments are always fun. Mm-hmm. If you follow an entire world cup style too, exactly. Yeah. You feel much more invested. Uh, you know, you've been watching all these, these teams play well. So, uh, now the competition, uh, slims up and the top of the top are there. So, you know, very interesting. Um, do want to get into a quick USL update. So, uh, Fort Lauderdale FC, our USL league one team, uh played again against FC Tucson. Uh, they ended up losing 2-1. I was having a lot of conversations with individuals on Facebook. Um this this was this was a tough tough one to watch. So the first half started out great, uh ended up Absolutely horribly. Uh, Ricky Lopez Epson uh, opened up the scoring in the eighth minute with a beautiful goal off a honestly perfect cross from the right side. Uh, this was the first goal in Fort Lauderdale CF history. Also, the first goal at Inter Miami Stadium. So they were able to take it hmm. away. Uh, so now we're up 1 0. Looked great. This is when things went horribly wrong. Who um, oh dear. Uh, Joshua Saverdra received a second yellow. Which resulted in him being sent off in the 27th minute for a late tackle in the midfield. Uh, The boneheadedness did not stop there. I can't urge this enough. If you've won yellow, you got to be cautionary on every single play you make, especially if you're going to go in for a tackle. You have to be right, because if you're wrong, you're off. Um, But again, the boneheadedness did not stop there. And shortly after that, Ian Frey was shown a second yellow in an ill advised attempt of a lunging tackle resulting in him being sent off right before halftime, which meant that Fort Lauderdale CF had to play the entire second half with only nine men, which is two less. That's hard. If you're doing That's math hard. right now, it's yeah, two <laughs> less than Tucson FC. That's tough. Um, I will say, man, and, and this was the point I was trying to make because a lot of the fans were like, you know, they kind of blew it, typical uh, Inter-Miami fashion, which, you know, kind of hurt a little bit, but – like the lads gave it all they had man they gave it their, they gave it their best effort they showed a a really valiant kind of heart out there defending attack after attack after attack expending every ounce of energy they had eventually the tide was too much for them and they ended up conceding a goal in the 87th 87th minute to draw level and then unfortunately shortly after that a, another goal was scored uh to throw you know they were kind of just thrown off their game it seemed after the uh, after the first goal and the, the the second goal came literally minutes later, maybe not even a minute, maybe one minute later, Results in a two one loss uh, for the squad. So a lot of fans were uh, not too happy. Man, I, we're, we're just looking for a win, whether we get it with Inter Miami or uh, Fort Lauderdale CF. Though, um, do you want to give a shout out to David uh, Safford? That's the one I was I was really you know having a conversation with on uh, on Facebook, and he said I'm too nice for media. Uh, Or were too nice for media, but then he he listened to the episode and came back and said, "I second. Hold on, I I stand by my comment. You you are very positive on media, on social media, but uh, I listened to your podcast. You guys were critical of the team, where you needed to be of the players and coaches. Um, You know, which we want to always be positive and 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 have a great culture. Uh, But, you know, one day we're gonna get our win. Um, Hell of an effort, but unfortunate game, man.
1: It it sounds like it. I mean, you can't. It's gonna be tough to win when you're playing two man down." yeah i mean it was
0: i felt bad i it, it, like you could tell they were just getting exhausted in the 60th 70th 80th minute you're like wow i mean these guys are literally giving it everything they have and tucson was not was not giving them any minute if a ball went out they ran over and threw it in right away if they got a free kick they were kicking it right away there was no waiting for anything to get set up they were trying to keep us on our toes they fell apart at the last minute but i mean man um I'll tell you what, great, great show of effort. Uh, without the boneheadedness, I think we, we're going to win that game. And uh, you know, honestly, that squad has potential, and also a potential to, to farm talent even further uh, and bring them up to Inter Miami. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's still up in the air. I, you know, we kind of joked about this. Maybe Fort Lauderdale got the first win. Maybe Inter Miami. Who knows? It's still up in the air. Fort Lauderdale's uh, third game has been suspended. Uh, no date set yet. So, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, I just want to get a win eventually. Um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bitter that
1: they got the first goal in it our new stadium. Goal. Yeah, it was, it was a so, beautiful
0: goal. But hey, listen, I'll tell you who's gonna be scoring more goals eventually, and uh, I sure hope that's in Miami.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, talking about goals, we have a couple of player rumors. One has been uh, exaggerated, I'd say, to the absolute maximum. The other one, there may be some potential truth, but we're still trying to. Sift through what's BS and what's not. You know, again, we we did uh, totally get rid of our source as of last week, so <laughs> we're, we need some new sources across the internet web.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, I mean, here we are, right? Uh, Augustin Amandre's still on the market. He's got interest from two other MLS teams, apparently. Who knows what's going on with David Silva? We've covered that enough. We don't know if he's going back home to Valencia, where he really kind of busted through and, uh you know, added the spark to his career to get acquired by the major clubs. Um, and then, you know, of course, we get into these really, really interesting ones, which um, we'll go ahead, I guess, and just start with the the biggest one, which would be Luis Suarez. Um, we have mentioned him in the past. Uh, his contract will be ending June 2021, and Inter-Miami are interested in signing him. They have uh, been reached out Uh, throwing offers out there. And um, they're trying to get him on a free transfer next summer when his contract expires. They're offering a four-year deal with mucho dinero. We don't know the exact numbers, but if it's going to be Luis Suarez, it's going to be a lot of money. Um, However, like, so I want to be realistic about this. You know, reports say Suarez is also looking to sign an extension uh, with Barcelona. When you get to a a name, you know, the size of, of Suarez, or really, I mean, honestly, I'd say, almost every single player on the Barcelona squad. If you're going to take them before a free transfer, that transfer fee is going to be pretty heavy. And I think we're trying to avoid that the best we can. Uh, Suarez has been keen on a move to the MLS. Um, you know, recently said, like, you never know. I have a contract with Barcelona, but in the future, it's an attractive league. The USA is a nice option. His fellow Uruguayan star Nico Ladero plays for the Sounders. Uh, said last year that that Luis wants to come to the MLS and he, he's always asked and kind of, you know, uh, questioned him about the league. And he thinks it's only a matter of time before he's here. So, again, you know, under contract till June 21. Um, if we get him earlier, it's going to be very significant transfer fee uh, to even get an early departure from the, the La Liga powerhouse. Uh, but again, there is also a clause in his contract that says if he plays 60 percent of his games, this season that it will be ex- or next season that it will be automatically extended to 2022 so this could be a, a, a thing that takes a while we'll see i mean he recently became barcelona's uh joint third highest scorer of all time what do you think if we could get something like that
1: i think it'd be great i mean awesome addition number nine everybody knows him um i mean shit i think you take a bite out of the competition <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's true man uh we, we uh, i don't know but two or three biting infractions so i think those days are behind him. Uh, I heard he's honestly a a family man and all about it. But, you know, you're right. I mean, this is like the major – this could be the piece of the puzzle. This is the one need we really have on this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much obvious to everybody out there that we need another number nine. We need a strong attacking force up front. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. This is obviously rumors. There's a lot of details that need to be worked out. And, you know, we'll see how the cookie crumbles, as they say. But there has been one – other rumor that has taken viral insanity, Jay.
0: Yeah. This makes honestly no sense to me. Um, we, we had received some questions around this. Uh, but I, you know, I like, I, so I guess we'll backtrack to the FC Tucson game it was there were fans outside the stadium cheering, uh, chanting, you know, celebrating, having a good time, trying to show support. I saw two Northern pack flags there. Um, they all had on Falcal number nine jerseys, Inter-Miami jerseys, I, I would like to add. Now, I think like same day, honestly, right before this, a picture was shared of a store selling inner miami jerseys, and they had a Falcal jersey on the racks. Now, you can go to MLS and have any jersey customized to a name and a number, anything you want, but it seemed like this one tweet got picked up by someone over in Europe and now all these rumors have started that maybe inter Miami's already acquired him. And for some reason, Adidas could make the jerseys, ship them to the stores before Inter-Miami would break the news to the fans. It seems like manifest destiny or even like a Tulpa situation. Just the fans are honestly just asking the club like, hey, sign Falcao.
1: Yeah, I even saw, I I think, and I don't want to spread fake news, but I think there was even a petition getting spread around the internet that was like, sign up here. It was like, like
0: change.org? I, I swear,
1: <laughs> I saw something like that floating around the internet that was like, Hey, sign your name here. We're signing the petition, please. Like, et cetera, et cetera. It was wild. It, 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 this thing has taken a mind of its own and we even had people hitting us up on the Instagram asking like who the hell this guy is.
0: Yeah. So, um, this guy was honestly like a, a legend in 2008 to 2013 when he's playing with Atletico Madrid. Uh, they call him El Tigre. Uh, he's a tiger, baby. He is a a true striker, a goal poacher. Um, it is no secret, you know, in Miami there there there's a lot of you know people that that came here or have a a, a background or, or you know heritage of coming from Colombia. Um, he is a Colombian national team player. He is loved in the same light as Ahamas Rodriguez, who. Honestly, the club has also been trying to make advances on. So, you know, I'm not sure if it's just the supporters groups or, you know, a small, you know, Colombian group within them that, you know, would love to bring over, uh, you know, Falcao. It it honestly kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, The club doesn't even know really what's going on with it. Um, I mean, he's the top goal scorer at Galatasaray, which is in the the Turkish Super League. Um, A little kind of sketchy because he only has 11 goals and that makes him the top goal scorer and uh, in the Turkish league, but like, I I think you might have enough in the tank to come into the MLS and, and, and make an impact, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's 34 years old. Uh, I mean, there's even been some chatter about this being kind of a typical MLS transfer here in regards to being a little bit over the hump. Um, obviously he's not as prime being 34 years old and, to make things a little bit more, I'll call it sticky, he was just named number one on the list of 50 most overrated footballers of all time, according to fans.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's according to fans. So, I don't know. There could just be some. Which
1: fans? There could just be some, I
0: assume, just of the the European league. I was maybe La Liga it might be one. Um, look, uh, I, I, I saw they also had Ronaldinho in that list so i just feel like it could be like a, a pissed off fan of a rival that, that would say something like that um but you know what <laughs> we really need a number nine so if they can somehow convince the club to pick him up then hell you know we'll take them cause yeah we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out you know who we are as a club and how we need to play and um that won't be final until we have a true number nine that we can integrate into our system and he can really you know start to play alongside everybody
1: yeah, I think that is definitely the last uh, last piece of the puzzle. Maybe not the absolute last piece of the puzzle, but one of the last pieces of the puzzle. But, um, the um, yeah, sorry about that. We actually have our, uh, well, not studio our dog, Jay's, Jay's dog is in the studio here. Trucky is joining us. Uh, as all of us have been accustomed to, our Zoom calls have had our animals, our significant others, our children running around, and we are no different. But... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this all unfolds. Obviously, we still have a DP slot available on our team that we're all looking forward to. And as Jay said, you know, the European transfer window has really opened up, which is what we've hopefully been waiting for. Although waiting we have for
0: 11 months for this moment.
1: Yeah. Had a few rejection offers, but that's okay. You know, like they say, you don't, ev- you
0: don't give up because you get rejected once, buddy.
1: You don't, you don't, you know that more than most, but, <laughs> but you know, that's absolutely right. The, the window is open officially, and with that, I think the window has closed for the 34th episode of the Inner Miami podcast.
0: 34, huh? Oof, time flies, buddy. Time 34. flies. You put in, put in weeks of work now, man. It's a, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you to all of our listeners, uh, and thank you for all your continued support around the club. We will get the wins we deserve eventually. I promise you, we're going to turn things around. Stay positive, stay happy, stay safe. Season's coming back. We'll, we'll give you the details of how that's actually going to look once they get finalized. Uh, USL League One in full swing, so support for Lauderdale CF. Get your soccer. In the meantime, we're coming back. Four weeks of practice, baby. Stay positive. The team will get it together. And sooner than later, I promise you, it'll seem like a blink and a good chuckle. But we're all going to be at that stadium together, jumping up and down. Probably having beer thrown on us as we <laughs> scream our hearts out for the squad we love so much. Without further ado, thank you very much for listening to the Inner Miami Podcast. I'm Jay Kington alongside my dear friend, Mr. Alex Papa George. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at InnerMindMePodcast.com. Check out the beautiful website, InnerMindMePodcast.com, or shoot us a good old email at Jay and Alex at hit your mommy pack podcast.com i'm not passing this to you please you please All right. <laughs> and without further ado how we always in the show
1: vamos miami
0: vamos miami see you guys
1: soon hasta luego
0: hasta luego look at you